Welcome to the Sword and Staff. I'm your host, Josh Robinson, and on today's episode, I'm going to be reading an article that I recently wrote for our blog titled, Joe Biden is the President, Now What? I hope you enjoy the episode, and we'll see you on the other side. Yesterday, President-elect Joe Biden received the vote certification from Congress that was needed for capturing the presidency. President Donald Trump has also came out with a statement saying that he is now focused on a peaceful transition of power. It is now all but inevitable that all of us in the United States of America are fixing to live in a Biden-era presidency. And as much as I'm not a fan of the incoming president, I will not complain, because that is weak. Rather, I will do as the scriptures teach, and I will pray for him and submit myself to the sovereign will of the Lord, even if I don't like it. And I advise for you to do the same as well. In the spirit of Gandalf the Grey and Frodo, I wish Biden's reign had never come to us. I wish none of this had happened. But so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for us to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that's been given to us. So then, The question we must now ask is what should we, Christians of the traditional conservative persuasion, do with the time that has been given? First, we must pray. Don't be soft. Don't be effeminate. Don't waste your time whining. Get up, retool, and get back after it. Learn how to become anti-fragile and how to thrive in the chaos. Now, in terms of our relations to the governing authorities, when governing authorities act within their God-ordained roles, we joyfully submit. When governing authorities act outside of their God-ordained roles, we count it all joy and we resist peacefully, obeying God rather than man. Invest your life in building traditional Christian strongholds in conservative states that protects the freedom to do so. Find people in these states who are already doing the work. Move there if you have to. Commit your life to the work. Make sure that where you're moving is worthwhile and winnable. If you can't find something, take responsibility and bear the burden of starting something new. Plant churches that worship and live according to the traditional Christian faith. Disciple men. Train them to love and to serve their families, to be virtuous, to be oriented towards the good, the true, and the beautiful. Disciple women if you're a woman listener. Train them to love and to serve their families as well, and to be virtuous, and to be oriented towards the good, the true, and the beautiful as well. Train men to be pastors in the local church by creating pastoral centers, institutes, schools, or whatever you want to call it, rather than sending them off to liberal seminaries. Create networks of like-minded churches or join pre-existing ones that can serve as pockets of light and resistance when and if the battle comes. Have large families. Catechize them in the traditional Christian faith. Homeschool. Build co-ops to teach your kids. Find avenues to serve your community by starting local businesses. Put roots down. Start taking up space and making your town lovely so that others who are like-minded will be drawn to it and would fight for it if the time came to do so. Start gardens, 
build things, make things, become as self-sufficient as possible. Don't retreat to the ghettos of social media. But wisely, use alternative platforms that are more resistant to censorship. Back up all of your content on those. Some of those platforms are Parler, Minds, MeWe, and others. Create Discord servers and Telegram groups where ideas, conversation, and content can be freely shared in a secure way. Build analog physical libraries in the church and in your homes that are resistant to censorship and being canceled. Now I'm sure that what I've said here will upset some who follow me. I'm sure that I'll be accused of everything from idolatry to Trumpism and all the like. That's fine. I'm not here to win a seat at the cool table. But let me just tell you, if that's how you feel, it's not me who's outside of the Christian tradition. It's actually you. Love for where you live and wanting to seek its welfare is as old as the scriptures themselves. The early church fathers and medieval doctors of the church, such as Thomas Aquinas, said that patriotism and love for country is actually a virtue, saying man is a debtor, chiefly to his parents and to his country after God. Wherefore, just as it belongs to religion to give worship to God, so it belongs to piety in the second place to show reverence to one's parents and one's country. Even C.S. Lewis said love for one's country means chiefly love for people who have a good deal in common with oneself, language, clothes, institutions, and in that is very like love of one's family or school. With this love for the place, there goes a love for the way of life. For beverage and tea and open flames, trains with compartments in them, and an unarmed police force and all of the rest of it. For the local dialect and for our own native language. So, with that in mind, let's joyfully seek the welfare of where God has placed us or is going to place us. Let's build houses and live in them, plant gardens and eat their produce, take wives and have sons and daughters, take wives for our sons and give our daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. For in seeking the welfare of where God has placed us, we will find our welfare as well.